Welcome to the We Won't Die Wandering podcast. My name is Ryan James. Each episode, I'll be continuing my quest to explore and unpack why so many of us break down in midlife and consider it such a crisis, and how to find and fulfill renewed purpose and meaning in the second half of our lives. Sometimes I'll go it alone and share my own reflections, and others I'll invite guests along to get seriously curious about everything from life, love, business, and beyond. Wake up. Don't die wondering. You've got this. We've got this. Let's do this. Hello. Welcome back to the We Won't Die Wondering podcast with me, Ryan James. Good to have you here. And I mean that sincerely as well, like Sally walking her dog or Sarah out in Portugal uh, walking the coastline or Simeon probably sat on his sofa, <laughs> probably giggling the fact that I've just said his name. <laughs> or if I don't even know, that's the thing that even blows my mind. It blows my mind that people I know listen to this and tell me that they love it. And I don't think they're telling me just because they know me. I mean, why would you? You just, people are actually, I get people asking me, when's the next one coming? It's been ages. And that's mind blowing. And then I get people that I don't know tell me that they love it and reach out. And that that's just for me, just beyond. And that's not, that's not a self-worth thing. That's not because I don't think I've got something valuable to say. I just, I just think it's, nuts <laughs> it's just like you put it out there and it just it just does its thing so on that note as well i will say i don't really ask for it a lot but if you really enjoy my podcasts either the previous ones up till now and or you enjoy this one you're about to listen to i would love it if you would go on to whatever platform you're listening to and give it a rating ideally five stars uh, if you're on Apple, I think you have the opportunity to give it a written review. I would love it if you could do that. And I and don't just kind of sit there and kind of go, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll let someone else do it. No, no. If you haven't done that yet, I would love it if you could do it <laughs> wherever you are, because it does help other people find it. And obviously it gives other people a sense of what it's about. And it's one thing me saying it's really good. Well, I would say it's really good. It's my baby, but it's entirely different ball game. Somebody else saying, what they love about it and why, and then people discovering it. And I've genuinely had people say, my podcasts have been life-changing, which is just the most mind-blowing honor I can possibly ever tell you. It's just, you know, I would do this shit if I wasn't paid for it. Well, I'm not paid for it, and I'm doing it anyway. I'm paid for the coaching I do. I'm paid for the events I run. But this, if, if, someone, if someone could take wisdom from a podcast I've created whether it's my wisdom or the person I'm interviewing, but they get value from it and it, and it becomes something that they they take heart from, they, that changes direction, it makes them question something, it, it gives them some kind of renewed purpose, meaning or fulfillment, which is the whole point of any of this, then do it, run with it, like, please, it's brilliant. Anyway, so, <clears throat> today's episode so, having just said that about it being life-changing and whatnot, the person I've got on is the first person I've gotten on to interview for a second time. Um, every single conversation I have with anybody, I've found I could carry on talking for hours. <laughs> and it's like, no, I can't do that because people would totally tune out. And then having said that, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, he'll often talk for like two, two and a half hours with someone. So 
hey, how long is too long? If you've got to listen to it in separate parts, it doesn't make any difference. And yet, every now and again, as someone I talk to, I think I've got so many more questions. (laughs) I want to have such a deeper, more curious conversation with this person. I want to get them back on again. And there's so many people I have interviewed already that I probably will do. But of course, there's so many people I haven't spoken to before at all. And that's probably the reason I've always kept it fresh. But this particular person is, for me, without wishing to put them on too big a pedestal, they are a bit of a North Star for me. They, She is someone I would regard as my teacher. She is my therapist. Um, and she is, it's, it's, a, it's a dangerous word to use, but I guess... Well, I heard the word guru a little while back. Obviously, everyone understands has heard the word guru, but I also heard that it actually means basically something like someone who can see the light from the dark. And and just that simple understanding of the word is what Kate does for me. So, but here's the thing. Here's the kicker, right? <laughs> if someone's a self-professed guru, if someone is self-professed, I've got this shit sorted, then I'm always like, yeah, I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Kate's not doing that. No part of Kate is saying I'm sorted. Kate is one of those people that's walking the walk. That's That's the only real reason I carry on working with her in any different capacity. And the reason I would champion her and the reason I enjoy talking with her is because there's a truth to her and she lives the truth. And so whether she's had some kind of profound insight, and I mean that with a big eye, some kind of sense of what reality really is or otherwise, whenever I'm tangled up in a web of whatever and I kind of can't see the wolf through the trees, she has the ability to just cut through the shit and say, it's that. And you go, oh, yeah, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> um, she's she's a truth drug. Um and I'm not saying she's the only truth drug out there by any stretch of the imagination. She just happens to be someone that I've come into contact with who does that for me. So I don't, well, I think probably what I love about it is the fact that I can just show up and just be me. And I don't feel like I'm in awe of her. In fact, the moments I find myself in awe of her, she bursts that balloon and just gets me to see it. Like, that's just my ego find, wanting to find something to hold on to. And then she'll kind of go, no, no, just like drop that bollocks. So yeah, so I interviewed Kate. She was my first person I interviewed uh, back on episode three. And if you've not heard that podcast before, jump back on. It's a brilliant podcast. I've gone back and listened to it many times myself and found it really valuable. And after that interview, I had so many questions. So it was always going to be a case of when did I get Kate back on again? And then it just so happened to be, it was just a time when me and her said, should we do another podcast? And it was like, yeah, okay. So that's what we did, and that's what you're about to hear. And brace yourselves. <laughs> it goes way, way, way out there. Uh, like, strap yourselves in. And with all my podcasts, I often find that they warm up. So as you're listening, you're kind of like thinking, where's this going? Stay and stay and stay, and stay, and then bang, it drops at the end. Um, And if you jump straight to the end, you're just not going to get the magic, right? If I just told you the punchline to the story, it's like, 
where's the joy in that? And if that's your kind of thing, sure, do it. But I mean, my invitation to you is wherever you are, just just switch back into a let this let this wash over you and take from it what you want. My my attempt in all of this is to take the stuff that's gone way out and bring it right back because I'm not interested in having curious conversations. I'm interested in how do I apply this to my life, which is, I guess, probably what people take from the way in which I coach. I'm like, I'm not interested in conceptual ideas. I'm not interested in the idea of living our best lives per se. It's like, yeah, but 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 what does it mean in the actual, like when you're having difficult conversations or difficult moments or or feeling joyful or whatever? It's like, what dare I say without being too out there like what is life <laughs> like why are we here like what is the point of any of it and that basically is what you're about to hear in this conversation with me and Kate and so without further ado brace yourselves here we go hello Kate Marion <laughs> hello <laughs> nice to be here yeah good to have you back yeah. Part two. Uh it almost feels a bit forced saying that because we've just said this off off air. Um yeah, so um as I just said off air, and I'm just gonna set for the benefit of us now, just to kind of set a context, is obviously I had you on 18 months ago. You were my first guest on. My first uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, you were my first guest on episode three. But I'm not expecting people to listen to that one again and then listen to this one. So, but they could do if they wanted to. They could do, and it's a great, it's a really good episode. A lot of people really enjoy it. <laughs> I've gone back and listened to it um, several times in the last, I don't know, three or four months. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I've gone back and listened to several of mine before. It's like almost like I'm sort of sat there in a bit of turmoil, thinking, where do I get my inspiration from? It's like. Oh, I run a fucking podcast. <laughs> That's really inspirational. <laughs> uh, and I've actually gone dived back in and and gotten real value and wisdom and an insight, not just from the people I've interviewed, but then also from my own wisdom, which is like, oh, I've actually got some. You do. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Shit ton of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nevertheless, I still I, I got you back on. I guess we were saying this off, but I think I got you back on because. What you are to me and what you represent is stuff I'm still working with myself. So it's an ongoing conversation. It's not like kind of people pick up ideas and then they kind of go, oh, that'll do. And it's like the magic wand or the or the or the magic pill or whatever. The reality is it's an unfolding process constantly. Yeah, forever. Life For- is an unfolding process. Yeah, right. Forever. And, and I think not only me, but those people I know that work with you and those people that listen to the podcast have fed back to me as well. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's all well and good. But what about dot, dot, dot? And it's like, okay, well, then let's go into those kind of. And I guess last time around, if I was left with any questions at all, I'm just thinking about this now fresh. There's probably two big area three three big areas probably that we kind of touched on but didn't really dive into last time around if i recall one of them is a kind of around well all of it is around how to apply this stuff in life okay okay so that's kind of like a wrapper to it all (laughs) i know i've only got an hour right um one of them is how this stuff shows up in relationship which is 
an interesting one for me to approach because I'm not in relationship. So it's, I'm probably not coming at it with kind of all that stuff that's prevalent front of mind, but nevertheless, even being out of relationship, it's like, I'm, it's kind of, it's there. I'm, I'm aware of the stuff that I'm working with that's an ongoing thing. There's how this stuff applies in a work context. And I know you'll probably say there's no gap. There's no difference, but nevertheless, I'm now working. I'm now really seeing that my sweet spot is working with people, not just in the kind of help me with my life, but how do I show up and do what I do in my business, in my work? So it's kind of, how do we weave this back in? Um, and then there's all the stuff, kind of gritty stuff that's completely and utterly relevant, my stuff, which is inner critic. Yeah. And then, and then there's another, it's like, how do we apply this to the wider frame of humanity? Yeah. That's what we need right now. And what do you, and what do you mean? I'm going to just go into my typical, not assume that anyone and everyone understands what you mean. Yeah. And just ask. Every, most people, 99% of people are existing in a, in a kind of isolated bubble of of a kind of me uh very identified sense of their personality that is is experienced as a kind of separate self mm. look out on the world and you know i am separate and there's a me and there's a you what we've forgotten is that we're all uh dwelling existing in a larger field, a larger frame of space that everything is appearing as. Everything is appearing from space. And that space is actually a medium that's very supportive. Once you can key into it, it supports your nervous system that can then start to relax a little so that we can begin to sense more than just this little bubble of our minds, me, 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 me-ness. And then in that, we can start to, my hands always get very gesticulated here. We can experience life as a we. Mm. It's not just, we're not in opposition, me, you. Life is a play of opposites, light and dark, day and night, all of that, hot and cold. It's a beautiful play of opposites that from the separate self, they're viewed in opposition. But once you can begin to inhabit the other dimensions of your being, then what it's felt as is a we that interacts from an not an independent, not a dependent, not codependent frame, but an interdependent. We are interdependent with all of life and everything that appears in an as life. I'm smirk, smirking because that's just, you've just kind of gone, <laughs> there's just small matter of. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we can act together. And there's a beautiful, you know, on the whole Ukraine thing, yeah. everyone needs to watch the Netflix um, thingy on fire. What's it called? Just type into Netflix Ukraine fire. It's incredible to see how the we sense of humanity worked together in, I think it was 2015, mm. to do the civil war to create, to, and they just, it was like 
if you get that we there it is one event life is one event it's not me we 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 through my little history it's like one event that's happening now and now and now and now and now and once that nowness starts to live us what you see in this film is just this fire of humanity that has infinite wisdom that knew exactly i mean people were moving and doing stuff their separate self totally out of the window they were just working together as one organism so there's some there's some real juicy stuff in there right i forget all the things i said i want to explore less <laughs> you just i just throw this into the circle Ryan. let's play with this so like there's there's some really big co- so again there's a lot of me in my experience of working with you and in my life where i'm at and so on and so forth that understand some of this conceptually and in my lived experience but it's still completely wrestling with it so i'm just going to almost circle back even if i kind of know roughly what you mean i want to unpack it so when you said uh life is wanting to you i didn't think you explicitly said this but you said life is wanting to to live us which is a different thing to me wanting to live life it's a fundamental paradigm shifting difference right so what what because it's not even that life is wanting to live you life is attempting to live us in every moment what do you mean by that i know this is a conceptual thing but you're trying to get it beyond concept so what do you mean we're being lived and once we can tune into what your energy field is attempting to move and live how what it's bringing to your doorstep and you start to live that you get lived and that's the alignment that everyone's looking for that's so the manifestation. We, we, Hang on. That's the manifestation that everyone's looking for. You don't manifest by image concentrating on the image. It's anything that's mindy that yeah. you're doing to manifest is just in the way of your natural self aligning to your nature, your natural self aligning to itself, to nature, and it then gets lived. It's like the rose doesn't think about how it's going to bloom, it just goes. Yeah. You stop thinking about what you're doing and who you are and all the rest of the fucking shit, and you just live your life. Presence, life has no um, self reference. It's not constantly checking in. What am I doing? Who am I? It's just going now, now, now. Yeah. Well, nature's a really good reference point, isn't it? As a, as a, as a, th- as a, as a kind of like, how do I be in the world? You hear a lot of people sort of say, you know, sort of, well, you you can just watch nature doing what nature does. Yeah, well, I mean, you we are nature. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm looking out the window right now and looking at a tree. And what? So what you're saying is, yeah, but me and the tree aren't a lot different. You are the same. You're the tree. We're all we're all dwelling in this. So so let's let's just pull that back again because there'll be some people that work with you that even if they don't on their kind of journey who will go yeah totally on the money Kate and then I reckon there'll be 99% maybe not that tuning into this podcast let's assume a lot of people that tuning in are probably further down the road but let's 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 help everyone along the journey it's good to get there isn't a road but just to clarify that (laughs) okay it's a now it's a now it's a now now. there is no journey okay so so, to get to other than here perfect (laughs) That's just scrambling your brain. There is no journey. There is no journey. There's no path. There's just now. 
and now and now and now. Journey implies a kind of beginning, middle, and an end. And there's just now and now and now you're alive. And it's not so much scrambling my well, it is it always scrambles in my brain. And it's it's also I'm I'm trying to help people come along on the podcast. On the now. We're bringing him to the now. Little fucker. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um and so what you're saying is wherever you think you are, there it, it there's not some reference point to look at. There's not you're not well the minute you're thinking where you are, you've kind of you're in your head. You're in your head. And your head isn't wrong, your mind isn't your enemy, but it's your personality, your ego structure is a defense against reality. Your ego structure is trying to protect hurt parts for good mm. reason and don't listen to anyone that tells you to let go of it or get over it it's a biological imperative to survive so we create this ego structure and it still thinks that we're two mm. so it's operating our kind of social personality and all of that is operating to defend really precious parts of ourselves mm. once that ego structure can be relaxed and i don't mean relaxed as in you know breathing or meditation or yoga but once the pain of it can be felt in and as your body mm. and the little wounds behind the pain can have their voice they're not so activated they're not constantly kind of leaping up to protect you they just sit a little bit more in the background knowing that if you, you know, lose the plot, your your personality is going to kick in and take care. So what what I like that you're pointing to now, and this is kind of, I think if I if I if I try and point back to what I'm attempting, not just in my life, but attempting to help other people with, if they're listening in, is so someone recently they didn't recently do it. I recently discovered a review that someone gave about my podcast, and I love the review they gave, but they said in it that it's kind of like a brilliant existential exploration and it's like, okay, that's all well and good, but there's kind of like, how do you bring the existential back to here to now to the, 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 the maybe I've got the wrong interpretation of existential, but kind of yeah, like, what's your interpretation? And maybe it is the wrong interpretation. I suppose my, my, what I took from it, he meant it in a really kind, loving, this is brilliant. I get to explore this stuff. And I guess what I'm, I guess what it's not so much, what's my interpretation of it. It's more like what I'm always attempting to do with any of this stuff. It's like, well, how do I live this stuff? How does it, how does it go from being a concept that I've got to grapple with? That's almost feels like it's out there. And some of this stuff will seem to a lot of people, what they would, probably say is woo woo it's like oh this is like it's like fucking hell like yeah yeah it's all well and good but i've got a family and kids and i got a job and i got a... Yeah. so it's like okay so this stuff that you're talking to mm-hmm. so where does it come in you'll say it comes in and all of it but but let's let's rewind so what do what do you even though we've covered it in the first podcast let's assume they're starting afresh what do you mean by reclaiming a wild and precious life what are you pointing to in that sense reclaiming your innate qualities of being which are naturally 
loving, kind. They can naturally create boundaries and borders, naturally in creative, inspiring, joyful, peaceful, fun, playful. They're all natural qualities. People are very busy trying to find these qualities. Once you can, once the personality, your ego structure can rest a little, these qualities will be seen, they'll express themselves. What people are otherwise doing is they're taking their, an idea of play or joy or peace mm. and creating a kind of conceptual mindy version of that, which will always kind of feel a little bit clunky. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. One of, one of my little grandsons, he, he danced, he's, a, he's three and he just dances. He's danced since he mm. was born. And he just is this brilliant expression of joy. Mm. It's like he's joyful. He sees the rain and he's like, wow, he just is. Mm. And I mean, you know, he's feisty and all of that as well. But even that, it's like he comes through with a kind of definite mm. quality. There's a wildness. And I don't mean wild as in out of control. Mm. Can, it's not out of control. There's a, a raw vulnerability mm. Mm. or vulnerability in the expression of being and you're not even meaning vulnerability as in kind of weak you're meaning vulnerable no, as in meaning vulnerability is weak and backed off vulnerability in its true essence is um available and ready to act mm. just here undefended mm. act. yeah what oh, a delicious way of putting it yeah people think that vulnerability is kind of weak wobbly oh i'm feeling so vulnerable yeah. no you're not you're feeling in that point there's a kind of predominance of sensitivity mm. so another good thing to throw in here life in and of itself is a an interdependent relationship an interplay between strength and sensitivity too That's, much yeah strength, too <clears throat> much outer strength and we lose connection with the sensitivity too much outer and inner sensitivity and we lose connection to our capacity to act mm. which is why people end up in a puddle of oh i'm vulnerable it's like we just need to kind of bring in a little inner strength not outer strength but a little inner strength to stay in the face of difficulty and this is what you'll see in the film whatever it is on fire ukraine fire thing Ukraine fire thing yeah yeah um, is there's an inner strength that comes through that is self-directing, wise, and all of that. But without the sensitivity, it gets acted out as an outer strength, which has a kind of force to it. Yeah. I can, it's, it's really interesting you're saying it. So I bring it right back to my my direct experience of what you're saying. It's all a fact. I think you've got a workshop coming up, haven't you, around strength and sensitivity. And I saw that and thought, that literally is the dance that I'm dancing. That's, that's, I'm, I'm someone that's, my tendency is to drop into being overwhelmed and kind of too much sensitivity. And then it's like, and then I kind of go, no, and I can try and blast out of it into kind of like some overstated sense of strength. Yes. And, and then it's like my sensitivity gets railroaded and, overwhelmed and shut down and so on and so forth and neither are actually 
productive or helpful or whatever and then and then i'm and then i'm able to when i'm able to marry the two am i sort of wow i've got tears i can feel i can feel it I start, you know when something's true and you go oh it's true um i love it when people say to me and they and i and i don't mean just just because they're trying to say it i love it when someone sees in me beauty it's like beauty when something is beautiful it kind of strikes me as it has sensitivity and strength to it everything does everything yeah as but as meaning you know if you like it's almost i don't i don't try to be a beautiful person but when someone says to me you're really beautiful men or women say it to me i'm not saying the world says it to me but as meaning that that's a quality when someone says it but it comes from a place of authenticity, like they're, they're, they're seeing it in me present in that moment, not yeah. it's just, I don't want it said like, please tell me I'm beautiful. I don't mean that like a validate me thing. I just mean when someone sees that, it's like something in me when it's said in the moment and I feel as, when I, when I, I think you said it to me once a while back about some of my social media pictures. This is a couple, a couple of years ago now. And it was kind of like almost like trying to kind of, and the world does it, don't they? Kind of like trying to almost like be over smiling, over whatever. And it's like, no, actually, in in our in our in our in our place where the two line up and they meet each other, the sensitivity and strength. Yeah. There's, I I have found when I'm in that place, I'm, I'm not so much beaming per se as in the all smiles. It's like I find it's like my body is smiling. My yeah, whole being is your, smiling. Your energy can radiate. So you yeah, I radiate. radiance comes through your eyes and through your skin. Yes. yes. Skin. But can I scramble you? Please do. Okay. <laughs> it's when, not like you to do that. <laughs> when somebody says they see your beauty, mm. actually what's happening is it's not about you. It's when they see you, they feel beautiful. Oh, nice. They, their experience in their body is they feel beautiful. Mm. You're just being yourself. And when, when you can get that, mm. somebody can, wow, I feel so beautiful when I'm with you, that kind of frees you up from all yeah. expectations around being beautiful. Well, that, that's a big thing that's happened recently. So I've, I've full, full disclosure, obviously last time we spoke, which I don't mean literally, I mean last time we did a podcast, um, 18 months ago or so I kind of felt like I was in a really strong place I was flowing I was doing all kinds of things my podcast was taking off whatnot and then and then a number of different things kind of happening simultaneously not just a relationship ending but just all kind almost as if I kind of I got ahead of myself in so many different ways and I've only just clocked recently that's really helped me land that one of the things that's, and it's, it's a true thing, I keep landing on it, but it's, it's really, it's the expectations of how things should be that trips me up every time. Yeah. And so I, I like what you're saying because you're saying otherwise, if if I have this sense of I need to be a certain way because it makes, it's like, no, 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 let that go. Just I'm free to be me and we're all free to be ourselves. That's the thing, isn't it? But we're not. But that's the irony, isn't it? Because we are free to be ourselves, but very few people are actually actually feel free to be themselves. Yeah, because we're living in a kind of straight jacket of 
viewing ourselves from outside of ourselves, we'll try to work out what other people think of us. Yeah. And being either elated or crippled because they think we're either great or they think we're rubbish. And our kind of that crimps our energy. And is it that other people are thinking that or is it that we're thinking that? No, we're just thinking that that's what they're thinking. Yes, they're not thinking that. We're just thinking, no, exactly. So, yeah. Too busy thinking what other people (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No one sees anyone else. Most, it's like you're just talking to your own psychology. People are just seeing their own psychology and projecting Mm. it out. Yeah. So, kind of lovely thing for people to explore with this. It's like go look at a sunset or look at the rain with the lights or something mm. and feel the, um, the beautifulness or the joyfulness. It's like the sun is just being itself. The sun doesn't mm. like, oh, how am I going to be really beautiful today? It's just being itself. It just reflects something in us that helps us to feel beautiful. There's something really liberating in what you're saying. Everything is just being itself. Yep. That's it. And our minds are interpreting it to be your mind is an interpretation. It's like a, like a, a photo. We've got it's full of photographic photographic images of yeah. how things should be, could be, might be. Yes. All founded on wounds and protective mechanisms of the past that we just keep bringing into the present and then projecting into the future because it's like, oh, that was a bad day. Therefore, I'm, this is going to be like, oh, don't wear purple on that day because something bad happens. So then I'm never going to wear. Yeah. 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 No, I've I've really been playing with that a lot recently around like how how much I'll do something and then my mind makes up a rule as a consequence of doing that thing. I felt good on that day because I had cornflakes. I was literally I'd never have cornflakes. That's never gonna be a thing. But I've had cornflakes, therefore I will eat cornflakes every day and that might me feel good. Yeah. It's like based on what? Yeah, that's why you know uh religion and not, not in its essential originally, somebody got a kind of spark of truth mm. and, and started to radiate presence, I guess. Mm. And then other his mates said, her mates said, wow, how do you do that? So then they wrote a book about if you follow these rules and these rules, yeah. then you'll feel this. So they're just living that. Mm. They missed the spark of truth. They're just living the rule book. Yes. Yeah. And that is the problem, I guess. This is, you're almost pointing to what I don't like about most coaches. It's why I kind of rebel against the word coach, which is the reason why I rebel against any identity whatsoever, which is what you keep pointing me to. But so many people are kind of going, right, if you do this and then do that, and this is how you like live your best life, and you just like everything's going to be fucking brilliant. And it's like, ah, fuck off. This is so, and whilst that might be true, and following mantras and then doing this practice doing it. it's like before you know it it's like unless i keep doing all these things i'm not going to be all right yep. and it's like how about i'm just all right <laughs> or, or you're not all right i mean that's the other thing yeah our culture is hell-bent on on upward movement yeah on a kind of progression i can't even think of the word that kind of profit it's like it's all up 
up, up and towers. Feel good, feel good, feel good, feel good. Joy, joy, yeah. happiness, happiness, and, happiness. Know, happiness are getting yeah. bigger and better and shinier and everything is bigger, better, mm. more, more, more. It can't sustain itself. Yeah. Like, where are we going? We exactly. Where are we going? We're, 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 we're not. Madness. It's an absolute madness. Yeah. yeah. We're obsessed, obsessed mm. with feeling good. Mm. your best version of yourself what the fuck does that even mean <laughs> it's like just being a we'll get up and you have a poo and you have a cup of tea or have a hot tea or whatever it's like there is no it's just brilliant because there's tiny moments of brilliance and then it's painful because the nature of life is painful it really interesting somebody the other day said so you're feeling really you strike me as being in a good place at the moment, Ron. I said, yes. And, and, but she was really nervous for me because obviously she's seen me feeling not so great. And she said, um, how, how can you, you know, how I'm, I'm nervous for you or something to that effect. Um, how are you going to make sure this? So okay? how are you going to sustain this basically? And I said, I think I need to be okay with the fact that this goes again. Yes. And I think that's the key the key i mean even that sounds like a rule but yeah, but it is it, it, yeah it, it, it jamie catto said on the podcast I did with him i kind of it reminded me when she said it when he said something like if once you can be okay with the word no the whole banquet a yes is opens up to you yeah, it's you the same to, thing yeah. isn't it yeah if you're fixed around a yes then all your defensive structures are going to keep reconfiguring to make that happen or it's the end of the world because it doesn't and then we make it mean that we're abandoned and then we abandon every other fucker because we don't want that yeah Yeah. whereas when it can be okay to not be okay yeah then we're not we're not trying to be one thing or not another thing and we just are able to be what is here now yes which then keeps bringing you back to the thing you're saying that there is nowhere to get to that it's it's when you can let go of trying to be okay or not okay. It's effective. I guess that's what everyone's trying to do. Where are they trying to get to? They're trying to get to a place where everything's okay. All the time. All the time. And it happens to look like the business is running really well. And it happens to look like I'm married. And it happens to look like I'm living in this place. And it happens to look like they're all just pointing to their mind's eye interpretation of what they think will be the place they need to be in to be okay all the time and that's the place they think they're headed yes and it's all pushing off of a deep fear a deep terror and the terror is what of uh of nothingness of emptiness oh yeah can't unpack that (laughs) well it's like the mind cannot tolerate them so it's a small child tiny child in an ideal world mommy and daddy were great <clears throat> we're, we're born with already connected to life you know there's moments of like we're just life there's no filter of course you you know you're going to have your inherited whatnot and all of that but there's no filter we're just wide open connected feeling safely held in and as life if mommy and daddy could totally attuned to us which is impossible so everybody needs to know you know we all fuck up our kids it's gonna happen Mm. the degree to which we do that can vary but if they could totally attune to us so that they knew when we needed to be held they knew when we needed space they honored our need for 
all of that kind of stuff. We'd grow into humans who were as at ease with their joy as they were with their difficulty, mm. who could move through life just being very humanly here. Mm. But what happens is mommy and daddy can't fulfill that idea of perfect achievement. That always, we will always fail at that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the child, it's an unconscious biological imperative. The child disconnects. It can no longer trust life. It can no longer trust this medium that the planet's spinning in. You know, the planet mm-hmm. doesn't have a, 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 you know, it's not like a Christmas tree bauble. It has nothing to hold on to. It's just spinning mm-hmm. in space. But, but at that point, we can no longer trust space. So our psychology kicks in and creates a activities creates these activities that will work to do its very best to to get hold of the love and the food basic love and food in order to be to thrive Mm. so if mummy wants us to be quiet we'll be quiet if daddy says well darn you are a big strong boy or you know, we need to be like this or that, then our psychology configures and these little activities that over time become habits and Mm. then somewhere mid-childhood, it's like, oh, that's her. We get stamped. Mm. Kate's like that. Ryan's like that. Mm -hmm. And then we we believe it. We believe what we're told. Mm. And we believe this story. And then we live the protection. Mm. We continue to live this protection rather than connect back to who we truly are. So as we grow up, we are basically one big protection, coping strategy, or or should I say not just one big, many, many different coping strategies and and protections. Yeah. And then what happens, so at that point that the parents can't attune, we experience that as a deep wound of emptiness. It's like, oh, and it's terrifying. It's yes. absolutely terrifying. That's it's that terror, and and comes with a shame. There's a deep shame because we can't see that mummy and daddy can't cope because they're too busy or they got to go to work or they don't have enough money or they don't have the resources. All we feel because we don't have any filters is, what did I do? What did I mm. do wrong? Why can't they love me? So the activities that I'm talking about, the behavior patterns are set up to to ensure that we never feel that heartache again. We never feel Mm. that pain. So our psychology then views space as emptiness. Mm. Yeah, it's empty, it's a void. This is the void that people talk about. It's like, ah, which is why people don't like silence, you know, conversations like, ah, and it all, everyone's like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? Why was plugged into their phone? It feels like we're going to fall off the planet, which is why everyone keeps going. Keep the machine going. Keep, mm. keep, make, keep achieving. Keep whatever it is. Mm. Just keep doing it. Let's not stop for one moment and feel mm. the space of being. I 
just want to I just want to create silence now. Yeah, it's beautiful. And let's do that. Yeah. And and we're not creating it. We're just here. It's just here, isn't it? Yeah. We are the silence. We are this. I, about an hour ago, before we jumped on here, um, I was in a cafe grabbing a sandwich. I was head full of stuff, looking at my phone, scrolling, all that bullshit. And then I scrolled, <laughs> you could say that therefore the answer was on my phone, but I scrolled past something that said, be where you're at, not where you think you need to be. And it was like it was saying, put the fucking phone down, Ryan. <laughs> like, be in this cafe I was in. Yeah. And I just like, oh, and then I suddenly was like, oh, I, really, I felt really tired. I then felt lots of uncomfortable feelings come up and I realised that's probably why I was plugged into this mm. phone and... And I just, it didn't take long for it to just go, there it is. And I felt quite teary and uncomfortable. And and I, I'll be honest, it didn't take long before I was wanted to get back on the phone and fill the space. And the, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm wanting big part of me is wanting to just be here here now with you just here just here 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 now 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, and more present in my life but i spend so much of it in my head and my phone and everywhere else other than what i'm doing well, well, your head and your phone aren't wrong. Okay. It's just like, oh, well, I'm in my head. That's curious. What's that like? And like, mm. wow, I'm with my phone. I mean, fucking insanely brilliant piece of technology. I, I thought you could have stopped. I just, in, just insanely mental. Insanely <laughs> brilliant piece of technology. But, you know, once you can, so in that moment where you just dropped in the cafe, just kind of like, ah. Oh, it's like from there you can sense your phone and you can sense the hubble of people and the light in the window and the smells and you're out, out, out. We don't, we're not, we're no longer just seeing it through our minds. We're experiencing a full bodily sense, yeah. a, a multi-dimensional sense of smell and taste and touch. And you, I know I can get really turned on by just like the door opens like, you just see somebody's jumper with the little bubbles and it's like, oh, it just makes me like, wow, wow. It's just and it's, yeah, and there's something else you've said to me previously as well, which I think is really relevant here. When people, when someone says, you would say to that thing we're saying, be where you are now, but you would say, find yourself where you are. So yeah. that whole idea of it's not, oh, I must be in this cafe feeling this seat underneath my chair. That's happening as well. But I can also catch where my attention actually is. So you'll often say to me, 
where is my attention? It's like, off, more often than not, I'm going to go, it's in my fucking head. Or it's like about three miles down the road. Yeah. Like I'm so far out. Yeah. Out, 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 out. Everyone love me, please. Please make it okay, please. Yeah. It's like, oh, when you catch yourself there, you go, oh. Yeah. And then that's what you would say pops the kind of, enables it, it to kind of you back yeah but you, you could get curious you know it's like you could you know for for my own exploration I, c- I can sometimes feel my energy just slightly in front of me mm. and it's like what is curious I've been exploring it it's like wow I'm mean, kind of just here sometimes it's like oh it's like a kind of wow mm. it's, it's just like that's just where it is yeah yeah yeah. it's not wrong it's just where it is it's just where it is in any yeah. way. none of it's wrong i mean how could you get being a human wrong by whose fucking rule book well that's exactly it isn't it that's exactly it by whose rule book that's that's the other thing i had the other day with, with kind of the expectation that came in also i was like i think it i can't remember who is it i can't remember where i read it or saw it or maybe it clocked in my but but by whose rule book by, by, by whose rule book am I living this life? By, by, I must do more, I must do better. I, but to, to, to an argument say why, but for, for what purpose? For what reason? For just what purpose. Who, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and it, particularly in our culture, the Western culture, mm. you know, it's brilliant in so many ways, but it's, we've just all kind of co opted and adopted. Mm. This idea of we've got to be fucking brilliant. Like how uh, world are living without toilets in like appalling conditions, mm. and we're you know gazing at our navels, wondering all sorts of things. You know, none of it's wrong. None of it's wrong, and it's not wrong for anyone who's living in the conceptual world. It's not wrong. Mm. We're not going to get rid of the conceptual world. But no. it's it's. it's it's relieving to know where you are in any moment. And I say the word know, the whole part of knowing where you are is actually dropping the idea of needing to know anything. Yeah. Well, that's the other big thing, isn't it? I was I was gonna say, like this whole idea of uh when people sort of say they want to manifest something, who's to say that the thing they want to manifest is actually the the perfect for of a better word kind of who who knows what they, they could they could they could create this whole yeah. idea of what it is they want based on something that they've seen somewhere else and they kind of the house by the beach the wife the whatever yeah. uh and there's a sense of well what is it that that wants to come through for one of a better word or yeah, that's or, it. That's yeah. It. that is the word yeah. What is it that that's that's where I'm at now, which is kind of really quite curious, is is how can I how can I move forwards? Mm. As in how can I get out of my own way? How can I like the inner critic as oh, he's, he's oh, me and him are kind of words. I've had words recently. Um he's really kind of played silly buggers with me and it's really made me go, oh my God, I've just closed off certain parts of me to try and fit in certain ways. Mm. And nevertheless, nevertheless, I've kind of like clocked him fully and just gone, hang on, you sneaky bastard. You're messing around. So 
I can then see certain parts are cut off. I'm going, oh no, I want to bring those back in. I want, I want to show up more wholeheartedly working with people in business. I, I love it. I, I enjoy it. I'm good at it. Um, and yet, then another part of me, again, the part of me that experiences that, then starts layering over onto my future self going, great. And then what we're going to do, Ryan, is we're going to, you're going to be like this, and then you're going to go here, and then you're going to do that. And then we weren't wondering, we're going to do this. Da, 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 and it starts to become a, a vision. And there's part of me that's wanting to kind of get out of my own way, but equally so, then let, and it's really letting it happen, I guess, isn't it? Letting what wants to come through, like, who knows where I may go with any of it? It's like, how can, how can, I, how can I let the beliefs and the expectations and so on and so forth go, or clock that they're there at all, mm-hmm. and allow the mystery to unfold? Okay, so the one that's asking the question yeah. is the one that's in the way. And, <laughs> okay, and the one that's asking the question and in the way is the one that can't get out of its way. Okay. You just got to get, ah, oh, yeah, that. Okay. That whole banana, that whole donut of want to get out of the way and then la, 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 you can't, la. You can't get out of your own way. You can't get out of it. Of course you can't. It's just, you, it's just moving the furniture around. Okay, so go on, unpack that for me. Because, well, <laughs> again, that's something that people say a lot. You that. Can't, you can't, you can't, you aren't. Full stop. You aren't. And on the other hand, you are. This. <laughs> You're not an idea of yourself. This is it. What, what, okay. What, talking about is an idea of yourself you are not an idea mm. the world that we live in is an idea mm. it's like money is an idea time is an idea none of it exists in nature that's the other i'm going to put another thing in here mm. another thing i've been longing to say this because it's just like oh my goodness <laughs> the whole thing of, of i'm raising my vibration Oh, yeah. Oh, don't get me started. I'm so... Yeah, go on. So once the patterns can relax a little, once the activities of doing and being and blah, blah, the activities of your mind, the activities that are attempting to get the love, once they can be hugged, you know, your inner critic needs a massive little hug, bless him. He's been looking after you since you were very tiny. Yeah. He needs a big hug from you. Okay. Once all of that can start to relax, you we already are the highest vibration that a human could be. We mm. already are. We're mm. just, it's just this fine energy is just attempting to come through a whole bunch of psychological blocks. Mm. So you, and then, then what people do is like, oh, I'm gonna meditate on raising my vibration. It's the conceptual mind they're talking about that's got another idea that raising their vibration if the, only they knew if only people knew what they were letting themselves in for because once the stronger energy starts to come through your body it rips out all and anything in the way of it living itself and mm. that comes it has come in my case with a whole bundle of physical discomfort and illness and endless endless rounds of 
hard. It's hard because the energy just cut. It just once it's released, it just comes and it gets stronger and stronger and finer and finer every day, mm. kind of twenty four seven. So everyone that's doing all the you know Kundalini yoga and blah blah blah, only do it if your teacher knows what they're talking about. Only do it if they've experienced it themselves, mm. because people are playing with fire. Mm. Yeah. So you, we are we are already we are already vibrating, if you like, whatever the word is, on a high frequency. We are already manifested, manifest. We are made manifest. We are already all of it. Mm. Already, we always have been. There's not been a moment when we haven't. We're just looking in the other direction. We just cut off from the more subtle dimensions of our being. We think we're a mind. That's it. We think we're a mind. Yeah. And our mind in its, in its natural form is genius. Yeah. You know, Einstein, people like that. It's like just pure. Yeah. You know, the, the great artists and musicians, it's just like pure genius flows through them. Yeah. everyone is living just their mind they're living they think they are the idea of themselves so you get up and look in the mirror and it's like oh yeah that's me oh that i feel like me i'm having a me day it's like it's basically just having a mind day (laughs) okay so so okay so let's get practical not that you're not but as meaning someone listens to this and they kind of yeah 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 okay now what i don't know okay they, they clock they're having a, a me day a mind day they they clock they clock they're trying to have a good day not a bad day they clock they're trying to determine their life they clock that they're raising their vibration they clock that they're doing all these activities the, the last podcast i did with nina uh, nina powers kind of pointing to the same thing as well um all this stuff that people are doing to kind of like i don't know get up and go for a run every morning or whatever she said there's nothing wrong with these things but there's a certain part of that's just managing and maintaining it's not kind of a you have to keep doing it you have to keep doing it yeah life is self-sustaining yeah life is self-sustaining it will sustain itself and until it's you know not Um, and so and so and so is a lot of what you're saying is just keep clocking that you're doing it curious you know for you if you could could meet your inner critic with like oh hello yeah. little guy what's going on here you know you're one he's a kind of scousy yeah scousy guy yeah he's a kind of little dodgy weaver he's a little he's yeah. a little shit i mean he's the constant yeah, he's the I don't... biggest protector he yeah protected you yeah he's protected you from the intolerable pain mm. of of uh, being the little child that you were, Mm. no shame or blame for anyone's parents in anyone's case, Mm. but who wasn't attuned to. None of us were. were. Your sensitivity that you battle with is your biggest gift. Yeah, it is your biggest gift. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just clocking. Wow, this is interesting. I'm completely in my head. Brilliant. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And that 
once you start to see, wow, there's going to be phases. I mean, there's, you know, there's phases where your mind will see itself as your mind. It's like, oh, so it's a kind of watching part. Yeah. yeah. But there's a deeper ground. It's a deeper ground of your being that, you know, if you kind of explore it, that we know there's a kind of continuum. So there's events in your life. It's like event, 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 yeah. event, event. Who knows these, that these events occurred? There's a continuum, continuous stream of presence that is quietly just witnessing the whole thing. That's right. who you are. That's who you are. That's For a lot of people, that in, its, in and of itself, they may have come across that idea before, mm-hmm. um, but it's almost like you're pointing to who you think you are is not who you are. You are... Yeah. The person that's we're, we're presence oh. appearing. So the whole kind of consciousness only crew would say you are nothing. You're just space. Your body is irrelevant. The body. They talked about the body. All of that. Yeah, that's true. One dimension of our being is the timeless continuum of presence. One dimension of awareness, not actually presence. Awareness. Hmm. But our like experiences that whole bundle of delightfulness is appearing in and as this body Mm. and it's it's we're we're actualizing awareness Mm. and it in the body it's felt as presence which is felt it just expressed as love Mm. and you can feel it as a kind of visceral depth Mm. of expression we are you know you can't get around it i could just sit there and say oh i am space i am nothing but actually i'm also a body mm. well this body yeah and this body i am here you are here you you and me i'm you we are we are yeah there ain't no difference i'm really aware as well that the conversation has gone really way out there again way out there <laughs> way way out there <laughs> i know well, it's just a delight to be able to just Uh, and i guess the answers to those original questions i had or curiosities around reclaiming your world and precious life in relationship in work in your business in it it, the answer is all the same it's the same that just happens to be different so it's almost as if you're pointing to wherever you are find yourself there whether you're having a, a a heated conversation with your partner whether you're feeling disconnected from them, whether you are feeling attracted but don't know what the hell's going on, if you're really struggling with your business, if you're flying with your business, it's going absolutely what you consider to be great guns and you just feel in flow um, all the time, that sense, because I I guess most people live their life on a kind of sense of autopilot, right? So so until those moments when shit comes along, (laughs) <laughs> and kicks it out of autopilot whether you like it or not it happens to everybody i was speaking to somebody yesterday i haven't spoken to a while and um he said he was having mri scans and you could tell that he was in a complete what the fuck moment of his life and he just you know i said it sounds like a clear the decks kind of situation in life completely and that's just he said i just didn't see this coming but who would i mean you don't you don't foresee the shit coming do you shit comes along life events come along they kick you off the bus so to speak and I guess what you're pointing to is this conversation isn't is relevant to everybody, but probably isn't relevant to those people that are that not even aware that they're on autopilot. 
Well, yeah, but it might it might just touch somebody. I mean, basically, you know when you're not on autopilot. You know when you're on autopilot because you're not touched. You're not touched by your experience. You're ah. not by what you're saying. Mm. Yeah? So presence brings us, we touch reality, presence mm. touches reality, and it's touching. Mm. We're touched by life. We touch life. Mm. Yeah? So, so then in relationship and work and all of that stuff, is to start to notice actually what's coming out of my mouth. Mm. What am I speaking? And, mm. and you'll notice that a lot of the time there's an activation in your body, a kind mm. of chemical like panic or fear or mm. awkwardness or boredom or whatever. And then it's just kind of curious. It's like, wow, what is it I'd really like to say? Mm. What is it that what's true here? So in relationship, mostly people are battling with who's right or who's wrong. Mm. Yeah. And actually, mm. if we just drop that whole banana and mm. go, and it's like be more interested in relating than who's right or wrong. Mm. Then you can get actually what I'm trying to say is I'm scared, or actually what I'm trying to say is my inner critic is just driving, you know, kind of. Uh. Time. that's the that's the one when someone's yeah i don't want to do this yeah sorry i spoke over you don't worry uh that it just it just struck me that when people sort of are really touched by someone's vulnerability yeah. that's that that is that someone's speaking from a place that is true to them in that moment and it's not necessarily what it is particularly that's being spoken other than it, it is just true and so you're you're you're, you're witnessing and feeling yeah. their truth and, and it's, it's touching where speaking from that makes the go difference. on where yeah where it's coming from yeah in their body you yeah. get this kind of resonance when there's presence there the voice tends to be slower deeper yeah. softer yeah and everyone's really talking from their conceptual mind. It's really kind of like that. La, 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 la. Mm. Let's drop back a little. Because that is really. Broaden your kind of uh, space, your awareness of the space. It's like just, no, you know, you're talking and then there's the light coming through the window and the kind of texture of your clothes. Because that is what we're after really, isn't it? That when, when people sort of say, I'm after this, I'm after that, I'm after the big house. No, you're after being touched by life. Yes, yes, beautiful. That's that's the really the only yeah. say point in life. But the the, the, the if yeah, it, it is the only yeah. point to be touched by life. Yeah. Yeah. It is the only point. It's just to be here. Yeah. You go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feed you that line back so many times when you're good. I think that's what but when I work with my with, with my clients, yeah, that those moments that I love the most, that they love the most, that they love working with me the most around is the fact that there's a part in me that's just I'd never put it in so many words as, as how we just encapsulated it there. But there's a there's a deep fascination and curiosity and love for life in me that that, that wants to live through. I can see it and feel it. And so when people kind of go, when I'm in my really dark places, it's because truth isn't being spoken. There is there's something about life. I'm not I'm not touching what is actually real in that moment. And people are kind of going, oh, let's just sit. And I'm like, the thing I get most frustrated with is because I'm not touching what is true. And then when I work with my clients and we touch what is true, and like I posted the other day about kind of like three different people poured their hearts out to me and I was able to listen to them 
but I now see that ultimately it wasn't not the first things they said to me weren't touching. They were touching, but they weren't. But once I just created that space for them and was kind of like, it sounds a bit like this. And they were like, yeah. And then we drop a bit deeper and, and then they touch it and I would touch it and everything would just go, oh, there it is. There it is. Oh. Moment. And then you go, oh, and then that's the thing where it's like the, the shit flushes because it's not that it's not that there's anything wrong with what they were experiencing, but the, but the, the, their whole struggle against what it was, they go, oh, that's it. And then suddenly they go, it wasn't I was feeling grief, that I was feeling, and then they're able to touch on the thing that it actually is, not what the mind thinks it is. Yes, yes. And then it all, and then the, and then the, and then the next step, the, the, you talk about the, the mind doing its thing, the next step becomes obvious because they've touched in on what it is to start with. Yep. And yep. that's what you're pointing to, isn't it? It's being touched by life. Life is touching you. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Probably ought to leave it there, didn't we? Yeah, and it's all so touching when you're here for it. It's so touching. All of it. Mm. All of it. You'll be on your knees with. It is true. I mean, I, it's like when I, I remind of at the time, like see someone doing something their kids try and interrupt them and they think oh the kids just bother me I need to get back to my work it's like yeah which is it's not so much which one's the more important one but that right there is an opportunity for something to touch you and that's all you're actually after why the fuck are you working so much not that there's anything wrong with working so much but like yeah like yeah maybe maybe it's a lovely point to put in um is it okay to speak about nick yeah please do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So Nick, and maybe just say who, who he is. Yes, yeah, so Nick Clitheroe, who you he had a couple of podcasts with, uh, he died. And he called me to the hospice the night before he died. Hmm. And I'd, I'd run a workshop. I'd work with six people a day for the next few days. I was on my knees with hmm. exhaustion. But it's like, I'm, I'm not going to miss this. I'm not going to miss this. So I got in my car at 8.30 in the evening. It was dark. It was rainy driving around 20 minutes the first sweet thing to put in is my own little little girl my little part suddenly she appeared in the dry in the passenger seat and I was like oh okay she was like eight or something and I was like okay what's what's going on and she was like where why are we going what is done just tired I hadn't eaten she was like I'm just tired I'm hungry you're always taking care of everybody else what about me and it was very sweet moment. And I, so, so this, you know, how putting it into practice, it was like, you've got to be your own best parent. Mm. And I, and I said to let out, you come sit on my lap. So pulled the, you know, invisible child who was very real, pulled her on my lap. And I was like, you come with me. We're going to have an adventure. And the energy in my body just went, because it was like right where I was. And she was like, what? I can come too? And it was like, yeah, you come too. You come mm. on this ride too. Anyway, so we got to hospice and, um, you know, lovely Zilla was there and she made the space really beautiful. And um, he opened his little eyes. He was very weak. And he said, We're, um, we have to have a very important conversation, don't we, Kate? I said, yeah, we do. And he said, but um, I don't have a lot of energy to speak 
So I said, well, we can have a conversation without speaking. I said, we'll just gaze. So I held his hands and we just gazed and it was incredibly beautiful. And after a while he said, um, the problem is I don't know how to die. And I think, I thought that you would be the person that would know to tell me how to die. And I sat with him for a bit and I said, well, how would it be to know that your body knows exactly how to die? I said, your body is already little by little finding its way, all your energy fields kind of finding their way. And I said, your body will be the last thing to kind of go. Spirit then leaves there. I don't know the exact order. And, uh, and he was like, oh, wow. And I said, how, what, were you worried about being born? Did you worry about how to be born? And he was like, mm, no. And I said, but here you are, you were born. And I said, your body's doing everything that it needs to do. You're in the right place. And then he kind of drifted off to sleep. And I sat with him, holding his hands. And then he woke up and it was just a typical Nick moment. And I'm, I'm bringing this because it was, he snapped back into the conceptual world with his kind of coachy thing. Mm. It was like, ah, so it's not like I need to wake up one morning and like backpack on. Okay, right, now we're going to die. <laughs> it was like, I get what you're saying. It's just about sensing. It's like, I just have to sense, stay here and sense each moment. And then I'll die. And I was like, wow. And then he died the next day. He died. And it was like, it's just that. You're just sensing life from more than just your mind. And I was very honoured to be there with him. It was an incredibly beautiful moment for me. It's hard. It's not hard not to be touched by the story itself. Yeah, it was I am touched by the story itself. Yeah. Life's touching me now. Yeah. I have tears in my eyes. It was incredibly touching and having kind of held his hand through some of that journey. It's incredible. Mm. Massive teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess what you're also pointing to is you don't have to be dying on your deathbed or in the presence of someone dying on a deathbed or having a, bringing a child into the world or getting married, or these big life events for life to touch you. Mm. What you're pointing to is life is readily available, wanting, say, wanting to touch you, wanting to be touched, wanting for you to realize it's available to you to be touched. It is is touching now. Every single moment. You know, people are like, oh, I've got to be in nature to go. It's like you be in the middle of a fucking city. It doesn't matter. No. Matter. Where you are, so long as you are where you are. I mean, being in the tube, we need to finish things because I could go. Yeah. But being in the tube, it's like you can hear the pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter. And then mm. the, the sax. Mm. It's like 
you just start to tube for me just really does it but it it's everywhere it's like life is a symphony everything is mm. just playing and playing and you know, you've got music on and you're driving and it's like suddenly the music it's the 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 beat in the music kind of matches with the cars moving and the birds and it's like whoa and you're just in this symphony and the more you can widen your perception the more touched you can be with the simplest 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 things yeah i love what you're saying there as well like you don't have to be in nature to have this sense of reconnecting to be touched by it to you don't have to look at a flower you don't have to it could be the most mundane thing yeah. the, the most arguably speaking hostile situation i mean not that you'd seek it out i mean there, there's there, there is a time of place where you need to kind of go okay this is too much for me right now yeah. uh, and and you're saying that there's not a case of there are so to speak perfect conditions to be touched by life and that's what the conceptual framework is looking for. Yeah. The perfect condition. It's yes. like lab rats. Yes. Trying to find the perfect condition, forgetting that we are perfectly imperfect. And so it's about catching the fact that you are looking for the perfect. And so it's how to find yourself in that moment is to kind of go, oh, I'm currently trying to find the perfect conditions. And that is you finding yourself where you're at. It's kind of, like, oh, I'm just doing that thing. And then you're already, you're, you're back. As soon as you clock it, you're back. Yeah. It's like, bless me. Yeah. You're doing it again. Here we yeah. Are. And so, and again, what people then, just before you go, just what people then do in that instance, they then, they, they then catch themselves doing it and then they bring in a judgment, right? Yeah. That's where they then trip themselves up because they kind of go, I'm doing that thing off oh, for God's sake. And then before you know it, they're not even being where they're at because they're then, the mind has come in with all the judgments about the fact that they are doing this. Da, 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 yeah. da. And it's like, no, you've, in and of itself, Therein lies. So, can you catch yourself judging the fact that you just judge the fact that you just judge the fact that you just yeah, judge yeah. the fact? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, you just completely just clock that too. And that, and that, you're still doing it. You okay. And even that's not wrong. You're just you're clocking it. it. How could it be wrong? Yeah. I mean, how could any of it be wrong? None of it is wrong. But we, I guess, the people then bring in this element you mentioned earlier, but I didn't, I bring, didn't point it, underline it. But we talked about the shame thing. Mm. The kind of we have this sense of being abandoned. It comes with this, I'm not enough, and then it comes with the shame thing. And then it's, it's not just in that moment that we then have felt the shame, but then we then carry that forward. It's like we carry so that wound under, with us, right? Yeah, the wound is there, and it's under. You need to scratch the surface of any little yeah. moment, and it's under there. Yeah. Not enough. What did I do? How could I do better? And it's not that there was actually anything that we didn't do enough. It's just that no. just that an experience happened that triggered that in us, which was not true of the moment, but that was our interpretation of that moment. Yeah. That's the wound we carry around. And it's just a false, it's not a false wound, it's a real never, wound. But it's ever, a... ever, ever, ever going to be able to locate the the point. Right. So locate. so stop looking for it the point. Just too too early. Mm. So, I mean, you might get a kind of vague, well, you get a kind of vague felt sense of terror or, or a strong felt sense of terror. It's in the terror region. Mm. But you're not going to be able to say, oh, that was the moment that mommy, blah, or daddy, blah. And everyone's kind of hunting for that, you know, hunting for that moment. Yeah. And every moment then ricochets off of that feeling of not enoughness. So everybody's trying to make themselves feel enough. 
rather than clocking it's it's the it's the it's the not enoughness that's going on you already are enough you don't have to do something to be more enough you are enough you are enough yeah it's just the clocking where you're at yes and all of it moves away from the mystery of life it's like we Mm. have no fucking idea how we're here you know how was it that somebody dies it's like so weird so weird. I, I've always thought this. When people say, like, they kind of go, God, isn't space mental? I'm like, fucking hell, like, I can look at my hand. I, I'm a mate. I wake up in the morning. I still do this frequently. I wake up in the morning. I look down. For some reason, when I'm standing up, my feet look closer than they do when I'm led down. I look down on my feet and I go, it's fucking nuts. I can move my toe. And then I go, no, it's fucking nuts that I've got a toe. No, the whole. And then they go, where does that? And then literally, like, that yeah. <laughs> look to the sky yeah and it's, it's so mysterious it's mysterious you're never gonna know a thing and you're never gonna know anything yeah you can't know anything yeah i can't know you you can't know me yeah you know it's a lovely thing in a relationship a friendship to get to know somebody and that's what we love it's like we want to find out more we want to find out more but we can't really know anything mm. So it's staying in the mystery, the unfathomableness of someone is born and someone dies. And, and then some shit happens in the middle and we're just trying to be touched yeah. by it. <laughs> we're just getting the fuck out of our own way, which is not a thing we can do, and keep catching ourselves and be, letting ourselves be touched by it. Yeah. And that's the point. And we busy ourselves doing everything else to try and get that. Yeah, And the surrender, the submission happens in and of its own accord. You can't make it. Yeah, you can't let go. You can't surrender to. You can't. It's just a thing that can't do it. It happens in and of its own accord. Mm. Yeah, you just yeah get interested in what's actually here. And that's really what you're pointing to all the time. Let's get interested with what's here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's your invitation to other people. Get interested with what's here. And don't because make that's all there is. Don't and don't make any of it wrong. Anyway. Yeah, let's leave there, right? Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. I love these conversations because it's almost like when I start out, whether it's talking to you or, or anyone else, it's like I start out and, and then and they always heat up. They yeah. always kind of, they, the layers come off. They kind of, and then you end up in this place and you go, this. And it's yeah. like people will go, which bit do I need to listen to most? I was like, yeah, but if you skip through to the end, then you'll miss the kind of, you know. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. But, I could keep chatting for hours, but. Yeah. That's not because. Movie. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm going to press stop and then we'll yeah, yeah. do well. Anyway, so. Just, just for, for other people's benefit, if they want to find out more, I don't want people to book you because you'll be so busy and I can't see you. But if they want to kind of get a sense of what you're about, you've got a website, which is... katemarion.com. And the Marion bit is spelled M-A-R-Y-O-N. Okay. .com. And there's also katemarion.co.uk because I write books for kids mm. that... Sh- bring all of this i haven't written one for a few years but i'm about to because mm. i still keep getting emails from kids and parents saying i mean i was in a shop the other day and this young woman said are you kate marion i was doing some printing mm. so she knew my name i said yes and she's like i need you to know that your book saved my life mm. so i gotta write some more 
<laughs> yeah. That'll do it. That touched my life right there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Lots of love. Okay. Bye bye. No, wait. I'm not done with you yet. I thought I was. I'm talking nonsense. Two final thoughts. Firstly, I just to correct myself, I said that Kate's the first person I've interviewed twice. That is factually incorrect. The first person I've interviewed twice on this podcast of mine was my late dear friend, Nick Clitheroe. Uh, the first podcast was amazing, but the second one, we kind of had to circle back. I, I, I wanted to know what it was like to speak to a man who knew he had no time left to live. And he gave me that honor. And we dived in, dove in, dived in. What's the correct grammar? Um, anyway, we jumped in uh, and had that conversation uh, a month before he died. And it was truly sobering, honoring, mind-blowing experience. Uh, so if you haven't heard that interview, jump in on episode 18. It's great. Um, and I miss him still. <sighs> and my second point if you've really enjoyed this podcast or any of my podcasts and you want me to do more of them and you want other people to find them because there's just share the love, right? I would love it if you can jump on whatever platform you're on and give it a five-star review. And if you're on Apple, give it a written review as well because it will help other people find this and it will give other people an idea of what this is about. Because the one thing me saying it's an entirely different matter when someone else says it about the podcast they've just listened to. Um, and I know that other people have stumbled upon it and found it genuinely life-changing. And whether you have or otherwise, if it if it if it if it gets out there to more ears and people find it valuable, well then that's almost the entire reason for doing it. So if you could do that, that'd be fantastic. And now with that, I am done. <laughs> And I'll uh, I look forward to having you back again whenever my next podcast shall be. Ciao. If you've enjoyed this episode of the We Won't Die Wandering podcast and want to find out more about all that I advocate and are interested in the life club I'm trying to build and all the coaching I provide, then visit wewontdiewandering.com and explore all that I offer and events I'll be running and sign yourself up for news and insights delivered fresh into your inbox as they happen, including news of new podcast episodes as they get recorded and released. Wake up. Don't die wondering. You've got this. We've got this. Let's do this. Thank you for listening. Till next time, go well.